what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Got a good message for you today. This is one that I definitely wish that I would have really become aware of early on or had revelation of, but God's timing is always perfect timing, right? So you get to hear this message today on purpose. We're going to talk about exchanging your dreams for God's plans. Exchanging your dreams for God's plans. If you're anything like me, this was something that felt like the most challenging thing to do, the the last thing that I ever wanted to do, because it felt as if, or I gave it a meaning that if I were to do that, then I wouldn't be fulfilled. Then I wouldn't experience what I ultimately most desire in my life, right? And that life was just going to be full of sacrifice and service, and I've had enough of that, right? Like... (laughs) If we're honest, that's, you know, the the truth comes out. And that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid that, you know, because I had an unhealthy relationship in a lot of sense with many people in my life in terms of people pleasing or codependency or constantly focusing on other people to the point where I didn't really exist meaning I didn't know what my own needs were. I didn't know ultimately what I wanted. I didn't know how to articulate and express myself in the world, how to utilize my creativity, how to be led, how to, how to even align with the truth of who I am. That, that was something that eluded me for a long time. And so initially, it felt like giving my dreams or exchanging those to God would mean that I would just have to do more people-pleasing <laughs> and, and finding more ways to be useful to other people, which also equaled being exhausted and frustrated and burnt out and unfulfilled. And I did not want anything to do with that, right? But that was a very unrenewed mind approaching this, right? So today we're gonna talk about it, all right? Now, when it comes to alignment, to me, this is how we create new miracles every day in our life. It's by aligning with God and allowing his power, his influence, his character, his nature, his promises, his truth to be fully received by us so that it can be flowing out of us wherever he puts us, right? So it's also being open and receptive to wisdom, to discernment, to good orderly direction, to God in every arena that we're in throughout our day. Because prior to relationship with God, I was consumed by a to-do list and I felt constant stress and pressure to be knocking out all the things and getting them done and just excelling and, and just in this perfectionistic almost cycle, right? Which is not how God operates at all. But when you don't know God and you don't know how God operates, it can be a scary thing to start aligning and tuning yourself to God and his ways, right? 
hence where God's vibes matter came from. And when we abide in the Lord, right, that is our strategy. That's how we align. We start practicing abiding in him, in his character, in his mind, in his will, right? And we do that by starting to read the word and starting to receive revelation of God and of his truth and applying that to our lives, right? So we're going to break that down. But alignment, if just by definition, this is helpful to you, alignment really is a definition. By definition, it's this. It's coming into order. Okay? Coming into order. Really interesting. Alignment can be an act of aligning or a state of being aligned to someone or to something. It could be proper positioning, right? And it could also be really when our our thoughts Our words, our life choices, our behaviors, the direction that we take in life, right? Our core values. When all of that is in agreement, right, we can say that we're aligned. But what often happens is we can be out of integrity when we're thinking one thing but saying another. A lot of times we cancel blessings that way right? We'll think that that's possible, but all we do is focus on our circumstances and how we don't have what we want and how it's not going to work. And we start speaking death and cursing over the blessings that we actually do want in our life because what we see doesn't match what we know, right? Or, you know, maybe we value certain things, but our behaviors will prove otherwise, right? A great way to do this is look at your bank account, (laughs) Maybe you value being a good steward of your finances, but your whole bank account is proving otherwise, right? Or maybe you value spending time with God, but your bank account is showing that you're out, you know, partying or, or doing all of these things that that are fine, maybe, right? But if your actual value is to spend time with God and you're spending all of your time doing something else, then maybe you're out of alignment, right? So it's, it's really a function that, that helps us act with ease and act from a state of peace, which affects everyone and everything in our world, right? Another word for alignment could be arrangement or symmetry, okay? It, it's a way that we can really recognize who our source is, where our power comes from, right? And it's how we then live out of that knowledge, out of that revelation, out of that level of consciousness in the world, okay? Super cool. Now, a couple of ways to know if you're in alignment or not. I thought two specific verses would help give you a picture of this, especially if you're a visual person. When it comes to alignment, I personally know that I'm not being led when this truth is not true for me. It's Proverbs 3, verse 17. It says, Wisdom's ways are pleasant, and all her paths are peace. Interesting. It also says, She will guide you down delightful paths, and all her ways are satisfying. All her ways are pleasant, and all her paths are peaceful. So a big revelation that I received was that God leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. Okay? So that means when my thoughts are agitated or my emotions are being triggered, right? 
and I might feel emotionally unstable in a moment, right? Or there's heaviness or unrest in my heart that likely (laughs) is not God leading me, right? I'm under the influence of something different in those moments. And usually it's fear, okay? And I'm creating a case for fear rather than for faith and for truth and my alignment, all right? So that is a huge revelation. Often when I am, you know, worried about something or overthinking or trying to push or force an outcome or being unsettled that something hasn't happened yet or whatever it might be, I am drifting out of alignment, right? God is not leading me to think those things or to to feel that way or to show up and behave that way or act out of that, right? And usually it's an invitation for me to spend more time with God. So a lot of times when I get caught up in doing rather than being, I'm out of alignment, right? Because that used to be so easy for me to do. It's what I had trained in. So it does take training myself in a new pattern to show up differently. And I do that with God because apart from God, we can do nothing, right? All right, so and the other verse that I wanna contrast this with is just an interesting one, right? It also comes from Proverbs. This is Proverbs 25, 19. It says, putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. Like what? Or trusting in a treacherous man in a time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot that slips. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint, okay? So all of this is highlighting a couple of things, actually. Where we put our confidence, all right? What we are relying on and the outcome that that brings, right? So when we're putting confidence in man versus God, it proves a, a unsuccessful outcome, right? A, a foot out of joint, okay? I don't know about you, but that does not sound appealing at all. Or a broken tooth, come on, right? The littlest things in our life can be the most painful sometimes. So putting our confidence in the wrong place leads to pain, okay? And relying on people that are unreliable is going to bring destruction, right? So this is a reminder of where we're putting our hope, where we're putting our confidence, where we're putting our trust as we go about different things in our life, okay? And it's always best to start with it in the right place versus having to backtrack after the fact, right? So just a good best practice there. Now, when it comes to turning over our desires or exchanging your dreams for God's plans, I just want to bring or shed some light on this today because this is how we align. This is one of the ways that we align, right? We have to recognize first and foremost that our thoughts, if we just let them run, I call it monkey mind. They're going to go everywhere. And our, our head is fully loaded, right? With thoughts that are not helpful for us. So that being the case, right? Part of aligning is starting to renew our mind. We are transformed. Real change is happening in us when we are renewing our mind, when we're meditating day and night on the word of God, specifically in areas that are relevant to us. That makes it practical to you so you can walk it out every day, right? Or becoming more aware of what you want to use your mouth for. Do you want to use your mouth 
to speak cursing because the same mouth that speaks blessing also releases cursing if we're not careful. So you could be doing a lot of, of things to build your faith, but your words could be completely destroying your outcomes, right? So it becomes something, it's an invitation there to start aligning our words with truth and, and starting to write down if you have to declarations and start declaring them every day so that you start programming that into your soul. Like your spirit knows the truth, right? But your soul takes some work to come into agreement with what your spirit knows, right? Or starting to take a look at seriously what is going on in your heart, right? Does anything need adjusting there? What does that look like? How, how does God want to heal your heart in this season? Or what does he want to reveal to your heart this season, right? It matters, right? So that is alignment, but also alignment is intentionally giving our dreams to God so that we can align with his plans, right? Not my will, but your will be done. This is what I really, really want, like so bad that I'm making it an idol, (laughs) but I'm going to lay this down and I'm going to trust that you are going to guide me to exactly what I need and give me what I want in the process, right? Because God is not a God of but, he's a God of and, right? Like you get this and, you'll get these good plans and your dreams and the desires of your heart. How do you do that? Seek the kingdom first and all of these things will be added unto you, okay? So I don't know about you, but God's plans for my life have almost never (laughs) been my plans for my life. Like ever, I don't think. (laughs) You know, this can go down to uh, what I wanted to to major in in school, to what I wanted to study in grad school, to what I thought I was going to do with my life. Like, literally none of that was, was God's plan for me, right? The things that I was actually wanting to go after, I kept meeting a lot of disappointment because it wasn't God's plan for me. Okay, and I didn't really know how to discern or distinguish the difference for many years of my life. Often people I would choose in relationship were not God's plan for me. (laughs) And that led to a lot of pain. Yes, he worked it for good, but it led to a lot of pain. And in that case, an invitation for healing, okay, and growth and maturity. Now, I don't know if that's true for you too. You might leave me hanging here, but I found that often to be true. What I would choose is not God's best for my life or his good plans for my life, right? And he can see where it's going to go before it even starts, okay? So God directs our life at every step and he absolutely does have good plans for us, but often When we are impatient or when we want to force an outcome, we come out of alignment with those good plans, okay? And here's what this exchange requires. If you do want to intentionally exchange your dreams for God's plans, knowing that that is in your best interest, it really does require surrender, okay? You know, after a series of disappointments, if that's what it takes for you, that's what it took for me. And ultimately, the most devastating disappointment led me to God. So even that was a reappointment. Hallelujah, right? But after a series of disappointments, this is when I really began to question if I actually knew how to to guide and direct my own life. Ultimately, I didn't feel like I did, (laughs) right? Just takes a few disappointments to figure that one out. Right. So 
what would it mean for me or what would it look like if I just surrendered all of my my dreams to God, right? Like, I don't actually know what that looks like. That requires surrender. It requires trusting that if I lay this down, I will be led, I will be guided, and it will work out well for me, okay? You know, and a lot of times this this brings up a ton of questions for people, right? Like, if I give up my dreams what does that mean I'm actually giving up, right? Like, how is my life going to change me doing that? Is God going to, you know, ask me to give up my career? Is he going to guide me um, to to the person that I want to marry? Is he going to help me create these outcomes that I do feel like I want? Or is it going to be something different, right? Surrender is having that I don't know, but I know the one who does, Right? So we can be afraid that life will only ever be disappointments, right? And we're just kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. If something is good, (laughs) it's good now, but, right? Like we might live like that if we're not fully surrendered, right? But God ultimately wants our best, right? And he does desire to give us the desires of our heart, right? But when we try to succeed in our own strength or navigate in our own understanding, often we're not successful. There's the scripture that says, unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand, which means you can build it, but it will not stand. Okay, so you're going to waste, in my opinion, a lot of time, energy, emotion, resource building that sucker, right? Only for it to crumble. Not here for it. (laughs) Not here for that, okay? And God really does not want us to adopt a fear-driven mindset about our future, right? I love the scripture that says, I actually have this cute little cross here somewhere, but it says, it's Psalm 11, no, it's Psalm 112, 7. Let me find it. She confidently trusts in the Lord to take care of her. Another way that that's said is she laughs without fear of the future because she trusts in the Lord to take care of her, right? So that is the approach that we take when we surrender. We trust that God has a good plan and that he's going to take care of us, that he is sovereign over our lives. And that's meant to inspire hope for us, not worry, because our dreams and our aspirations and our hopes are not bad, but God ultimately knows what is best for us. And therefore, he determines where we go and how our lives unfold. Proverbs 16, 9 tells us that, right? And ultimately, what he desires is that we surrender our own plans to him willingly so that we can be ready, willing, and available to go wherever he leads, regardless of whether or not it's what we pictured or planned for ourselves, which is never easy, right, for us to loosen our grip. We like to white knuckle it through life, but it's the first step of really experiencing the joy of embracing God's will for us. We will never know unless we surrender. That's the truth, right? And in addition to surrender, the exchange requires faith, okay? And I was somebody that fear walked through life, not faith walked through life, which is why Last year, I wrote Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual, which is a guided study. It's even a great tool if you want to do and run your own life group or small group. Highly recommend that book. But I I built and designed this book with God's wisdom because I had no clue how to apply fear in my life or apply faith in my life. I only and really became an expert in fear walking. (laughs) 
<laughs> not fun at all, right? I was doing everything that I should do or thought I had to do, which was rooted in fear, not faith, okay? Which brought about many disappointments and disruptions in my life, okay? Now, we're called to lay aside our plan and live something different, okay? And so for some people, this can mean waiting in longer seasons of singleness or getting passed over for a promotion or, you know, rehabbing from an injury or an illness. It's hard. Not going to deny this. It is hard to understand why God would allow us to walk through the journey instead of giving us what we want when we want it, right? Like we don't, we don't get that as we're walking out the transition, right? And we're not able, right? Some mysteries are far too great for us to know. We're not able to understand everything God does in our lives, especially when he's doing it, okay? Because we can't always see from his perspective, right? His thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, okay? So we don't always know what he's trying to accomplish or what mercies he's pouring out for us on the new path and the newness of life that he's bringing us into. But, We can know that nothing in his plan will ultimately harm us and everything in his plan will ultimately refine us and be better for us. Don't believe me? Read Romans 8.28, okay? As every step unfolds, we're called to trust that God knows what he's doing and that he's taking us exactly where he wants us to be, okay? So we have a choice of either trusting in our own understanding by continuing to try and force our own plans to work Or we can choose to trust God and ask that our desires be transformed into his desires. And by his grace, we're empowered then to forgo what we once wanted in order to say yes to what he's asking of us now. Okay, so a great example of this is... You know, we wanted this person in our lives so bad that we were trying to force the relationship outcome, right? However, God, ultimately knowing what was best for us, led us to let that go. Or sometimes he just straight up moves the person because he knows that we can't do it. We're not strong enough to do it. But that wasn't because he wanted to punish us. It wasn't because he didn't, uh, you know, want our best. It is because he did and he was guiding us to it. And that would have been a block to that happening or to that evolving, right? Or to you connecting to the right person. Okay, so that's an example. Now, the exchange requires surrender, faith, and also joy. Joy. Juliana means joy, okay? So the exchange requires joy. Hopefully that's what I bring to your life. Stepping forward on a path different than what we would have chosen often is intimidating. And our first response usually is not joy. (laughs) Often the way seems impossible to us. That's why I partner with leaders to be examples of what's possible with God. Truly, right? We really can't be examples of what's possible apart from God, right? We can only be examples of what we can build by ourselves without God. But with God, we can do some impossible things. So it does require then choosing things that seem intimidating or often impossible to us. Like I have no clue how that would ever happen. In fact, if it were up to me, it would never happen, right? Like that is the foundation for the impossible with God, okay? And God calls us to believe that he will provide and make the impossible possible. It is the coolest thing. That's actually where joy comes from, right? Through our weaknesses, he promises to put his glory and strength on display. So cool. 
If we ask him, he will call our attention to all the ways he has provided before. He will remind us that he can be trusted to give us what we need, even if the path may be unclear or uncertain. And no matter where he takes us, he will be with us every step of the way. So his plan is not about depriving us of good things ever, right? He delights to give his children good gifts, right? And he knows exactly how to do it and when we're ready for them. He also desires above all else for us to follow him and delight in him. Sometimes that means that he'll make us sacrifice something we want to secure our hearts for the greatest good himself. It's okay though to acknowledge that change and disappointment are hard, but we also know that when we will be given instead, what we will be given instead is much more valuable than any goal or plan we could have created for ourselves, okay? So when we have enough disappointment, often that's what it takes. It doesn't have to, but often it is. We start to recognize that, man, when I'm navigating in my own strength and understanding, I'm not enjoying, actually, who I'm becoming or the result I'm creating for myself. So since I've tried all the other things, why not try God? right? (laughs) Why not try again, but this time with God, okay? So a couple of things to remember when you're sensing or experiencing that God's plan may be different from your plan. Have you ever done that? Have you ever planned something in your life and found out that things did not work out the way you expected them to? Super frustrating place to be. This is often when I meet people when their plans get messed up, right? And the Bible is a wonderful place to show that that happens all the time, <laughs> right? It's, it's just what can happen. So here are a couple of things to remember when you are experiencing that in your life. Number one, God sees the future, okay? A major part of the reason that God's plan is far better than ours is that he can see the future and we cannot, right? We can't even see to the next minute, right? We can't, okay? At best, we can only take educated guesses, but God knows for certain what will happen tomorrow, next week, and years down the road. He's got it covered, right? It's like he can see around the blind corners of time, all right? Isaiah actually writes about God, I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things not yet done. Profound, right? So wouldn't you want to trust God's plan for your life over your own plan? It's a no brainer when you actually sit, when you get still, be still and know, right? When you do that for real, for real, not just talk about it or preach about it, right? It's the word that you apply in your life that's the most impactful and profound, not the word that you know, all right? Okay. Number two that you want to know, God's ways are higher than our ways. Always. God's ways are higher than always. We think we know it's best for our future, but God alone says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Okay? So my, my, my plans, right, can or have often blown up in my face right? But the plans of the Lord are the plans that stand firm forever, okay? Think about this. How much higher or superior are God's ways than mine? How about this for ways where God's, how about this for ways where God's way is higher than ours? Listen, 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So how I apply this one, I don't want to find out after the fact that God was not in that, right? Or that that was not the way God wanted me to go, right? Or I didn't even consult with God to even figure out what his thoughts were for that situation, right? Not a fun thing to come back to God and be like, yep, I didn't even consult with you at all. I didn't even get with you to know if that's where you wanted me to go in the first place. And that's why I'm feeling out of alignment, right? Think about that. If you know up front that his thoughts are higher and his ways are better, shouldn't you start there? Just saying, okay? Number three, we plan, but God directs, okay? So when you're exchanging your dreams for God's plans, it's not that you don't dream, right? God is all about dreaming, all about it actually. And he wants us to vision. He wants us to be creative, right? The vision, make it plain, right? So that you can run with endurance, right? Because often we're running for a minute, (laughs) And so even after the inspiration is gone, we want to still be running after what we know is true, right? So we plan, we vision, we dream, but God directs. So it's so important to actually submit all of that to him, okay? We might think, and we like to remind ourselves, right, that we're in charge of where we're going. But the word of God says this, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps, right? So we can do all the planning in the world, but it's still God that is guiding and establishing our steps, right? Says this also, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Again, why not start there, right? You think you are putting forth your own steps for the future, but a person's steps are directed by the Lord, whether you know it or not, okay? So even Jeremiah understood that people's lives are not their own. It's not for them to direct their steps. All right. So keep that in mind. Am I directing my steps or is God directing my steps? That's how you know if you're being surrendered, right? If you're walking in faith, do you have joy present? (laughs) Because knowing, listen, knowing that you, it's not all up to you brings brings me at least joy, right? If it's not all on me, that frees up my energy quite a bit. Number four, trust in God. When faced with a difficult situation, always trust in God. What we tend to do is go into fix-it mode. I like to call it picket mode too, right? Like we just start picking at things. This and this and this and blaming and right? Like we go into that destructive mode and then we try to fix all these things. Well, if you just did this, then like we just turn into crazy makers, right? Instead, you have an alternative option, which makes you way more pleasant and effective at the same time. Brilliant, right? Trust in God. That is your strategy. When faced with a difficult situation, always trust in God. Place your concerns before God and he will take care of it. So one of the things that I love to do with myself and I give my clients to do often is to literally do this. Draw a line down the middle of a piece of paper and on the left side, put you, put your name and all the things that are are yours to take care of. Rest trust in God, read the word, (laughs) obey the word, right? Like put all the things on there that you are actually supposed to be doing. And then all of your cares and concerns that are too big for you and that you can't control or that you can't figure out all the situations that you can't fix, put it on God's side. 
okay? Literally place your concerns before him and visually is so powerful. That's why I tell people to write it down. Literally put that on his list and he will take care of it. You will start seeing evidence of how he's moving when you stop trying to fix it and pick at it, all right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight, okay? So, so important. If you don't want to keep going in circles or on a crooked path, submit your plans to the Lord and trust in him. Number five, know that God's plan is always better than our plan. Okay, so that for me was revelation that redeemed my fear that if I sacrificed my dreams or what I ultimately wanted, that my life is going to get worse somehow. (laughs) That's a fear, right? Feeling valid, but not true, right? Feeling was not a fact here. So what is true is that God's plan is always better than ours. Okay, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Okay? So God is up to something. Even when we don't think he is, he is up to something and his ways are always better. All right? So a common example is the story with Martha and Mary and Lazarus, right? And Martha said that if Jesus was there, Lazarus would not have died, right? So she had complete uh, frustration and disappointment here, right? Her plan, her plan was that Lazarus will be healed, right? And so she was disappointed when Jesus came because it was too late, quote unquote, right? But God had something better planned than what she could even think of. She could not even fathom, right? It was exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what she could think or imagine, God decided to raise Lazarus from the dead, right? So the same way that God raised Lazarus from the dead, he can bring life back into your relationship, your career, or whatever it is that you've written off as dead. And often our part in that is speaking life over the situation, right? There's the scripture that says, can these dry bones live? Can this thing that I'm looking at that I think is dead, that I think is impossible, that I think is hopeless, can it live? right? Can good come out of this? Well, declare it and watch what happens, right? Sometimes it's so simple. We just don't attach our belief or our words to it, but we would experience the miraculous if we chose to. And lastly, number six, God is glorified through his work. Listen, when we pray and trust in God, he works in amazing ways, Not mundane, casual ways. He works in amazing ways through which he is glorified. Literally, you'll know it's God because you cannot get the credit. You know that when you were speaking to those people, those words didn't come from you. You don't normally talk like that. (laughs) You knew when you were blessing those other people, that wisdom wasn't your own wisdom. That was heavenly wisdom, okay? You know that all that light you're radiating into darkness is not what you can get credit for. It is God and Holy Spirit, all right? It is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. So the next time your plan does not work out, be thankful and trust in God as God has something better in store for you than what you could ever imagine. In the end, God's ways are always higher and his ways always prevail. He knows the future, we do not. So if you're caught up in what I call future tripping, (laughs) stop your trip for a second, (laughs) pause 
and do some rerouting with God so you can actually get to the place that he's prepared for you in advance, right? He's prepared works for us in advance that we might walk in them. So it makes sense then that we would consult with him before trying to do all of the work in the world, right? So really, really important to keep that in mind. Now, if you've ever wondered what God's will is for your life, I'd venture to guess that we've all asked that question at some point. And, and for, for many of us, it's, it's often questions like choosing a spouse or a job or what school to attend or which house to buy, right? Like these are all the times when we're making major quote unquote life decisions where we're like, God, where are you? Guide me, give me direction, right? Like no other time <laughs> doesn't, doesn't hit our daily priority list, but when we're making big life decisions, that's when we have a tendency to be like, mm, is this God's plan for me? Right? Is it? I don't know. But as we seek to know God's will, we will often feel tension. And this is what most people don't tell you, right? I I equate it to like the minute we actually make a decision, that's when we get a test, usually, if not always, (laughs) right? We finally get to the place where we're going to be decisive and make our decision and we know what we want. We're going to go after it. Yes, right? And then all of a sudden we hit these challenges and we're like, do I though? Did I mean that? I'm not sure, right? That often, often, often happens, okay? So we do, we will feel tension. And in a sincere desire to please God too, we can sometimes walk in fear that we're going to make the wrong choice about the details of our lives, okay? And often that leads to spinning in circles, procrastination, you know, we, we... stop making decisions because we involve God. Like, should I drink this coffee today? Should I stop eating this thing? How much should I spend on groceries? Like, is God going to be happy if I go on this vacation? Like we make it dramatic. Okay. And then every decision becomes a paralyzing one, right? Either, either we discover what, what God wants for us or we're going to ruin everything, right? We can be that dramatic. Now for some obsessing over life's details leads them to make decisions in clearly unbiblical ways too, right? Hinging their choices on apparent signs and coincidences is an example. And others even can swing to the opposite end, thinking God doesn't really care about the details of our lives and doesn't want to have a will for anything we do. Okay. We can also assume God's will applies only to certain aspects of life, whom we marry, what job we take, perhaps, right? But outside of those big things, we basically believe we control the moments of our days. Okay. But here's the thing. James actually says this kind of attitude is arrogant and evil. Interesting. In all things, he says, we should acknowledge our utter dependence on God's sovereign plan, saying, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that, right? But how can we know? Again, I've given you some great things, but how can we know if the Lord has willed something or not? Okay, So typically there's two ways. There's God's secret will and his revealed will. Okay. Hence revelation. All right. So his secret will sometimes referred to as his hidden or yeah, his secret will or his hidden will refers to the fact that God is sovereign and rules meticulously over all. This might be a belief that we've had before, right? Nothing then happens outside of his perfect will. It's called hidden or secret because we don't know his will until it comes to pass, 
right? So you might hear this from this scripture. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there's none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose, okay? That is sovereign, obviously, right? But hidden, okay? And nothing can thwart it. Okay, but on the flip side, there's God's revealed will, which is what he's made known to us in his word in the scripture. So, for instance, we know it's God's will for us to love our neighbor, love our neighbors, bridle our tongues, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Right. And we know it's God's will that we not murder, steal, cheat, lie, slander, gossip or boast. How do we know? Because he says it, it's revealed, it's his revealed will in his word to us, okay? So something that could be a helpful reminder here when you're focusing on aligning with God and becoming more aware of how he's leading and guiding you in your life, focus on God's revealed will, okay? Ironically, we are all prone to overlook God's revealed will and hyper-focus on his secret will. We, we just have to make things complicated, right? We often want to know God's hidden will for the future while walking contrary to his revealed will in the present. And that only holds us up. That keeps us stuck, okay? Instead, what I want to encourage you to do is to diligently study and seek to understand God's revealed will. And as you sit under good teaching of the word, reading and studying and memorizing the word, right? Getting plugged into community that can help you grow in your faith and your spiritual development and leadership, right? You'll grow in your ability to know God's revealed will for you specifically, okay? And as we renew our minds, the spirit of God, Holy Spirit will help us not only discern God's will, but also apply it to the circumstances and moments of our days, okay? We can be guided in every aspect of our life. To me, that brings me encouragement. That brings me joy. That brings me peace because it's exhausting trying to run your life by yourself and often very discouraging and disappointing, okay? Now, while we obey God's revealed will from his word, right, we can trust in God's good providence that as his secret will unfolds, he is working all things together for the good of those who love him. Okay? Whatever our days may hold, we can trust that the specifics are designed by a loving God for the good of our souls. Whether the decision of the moment involves choosing a spouse or choosing new flooring, <laughs> we can trust our sovereign God to order our lives for his glory and our good. So today and every day, the truth is clear. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. This means we can trust God's will even during trials. So sometimes we might think that suffering or tension or resistance can't possibly be from God, okay? But we forget that our salvation was won when Jesus submitted himself completely to God's will in the moment of his greatest suffering. And after living in perfect obedience to God's revealed will, Jesus, on the night before his crucifixion, asked the Father three times if there was any way for him to accomplish God's plan to save a people for himself. And everything hinged on how Jesus would respond to God's perfect will. And praise and glory to Jesus, he submitted himself saying, your will be done. That's the model, right? 
So seek to know God's revealed will. Be diligent in obeying what his word says. Walk in holiness, right? A renewed mind, a purified heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They shall know God, right? Pursue sanctification. Love your neighbors. Be generous with your resources. Forgive your enemies. Pray for your enemies, right? Bridle your tongue. Worship the Lord. Trust that God in his providence is working all things together for your good. And remember that what is currently hidden will one day be revealed. Okay? So as you wait for whatever change you desire, wait with steadfast hope that God's will is always good and that he's with you and that he's for you and he's working it for good, right? So today, the challenge that I'm going to leave you with is to consider, are you truly exchanging your dreams for God's plans? Are you making that a priority in your life? Do you see a correlation between what you are feeling and experiencing and what you are relying on as your source? Consider that, right? And how might your life change if you were to live from alignment, if you started with your inner work, how might your life be different? How might things unfold differently? What outcomes might you start experiencing? Things that make you go, hmm, right? <laughs> All right, guys, I know this was a loaded message. I hope it brought you joy and upliftment and that you will actually apply it in your life. And if you want help doing that, make sure you visit julietapage.com. I have some openings for one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you want to get involved in private coaching with me, check that out. Visit julianapage.com. There is also the God's Vibes Mastermind where we work on aligning with God every day and seeing his results in our lives so that we can truly rule and reign in our lives and do what we're here to do and be who he fully intended us to be in the world and express his glory everywhere we go. So if you are juiced and amped about all of that, make sure you apply and get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. I do ask for applications because I only accept certain amounts of people at a time to really make sure that that culture is safe and healthy. So if that is you, make sure you go check that out. And until next time, stay blessed.